Hi, and welcome to the People Chronicles, and this is Storied Women. I'm Anna Rose, and today my guest on Storied Women is Pam Gockley. Hi, Pam. Hi. Pam is the founder of Vigilant Communications, or Incorporated, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. And she is also the author of The Reputation Factor, Repositioning to Succeed. So we're going to talk a little bit about her book, but before we get to that, you know, Pam, yes. I told you this. I know. <laughs> Uh, well, actually, even before I get to that question, just tell me quickly what Vigilant uh, is all about. Vigilant Internet Services is basically a marketing company, and we specialize in creating marketing messages for companies. And then we have the fulfillment end, which we can actually do a website or social media marketing. Oh, okay. All right. So now that we got that out of the way, okay. now I'm going to ask you that question. <laughs> okay. What is it that you want the listeners and the viewers to take away from our little discussion today? Well, you know, I thought about this a long time, and I think I think it came out in our first conversation within the first thirty seconds. And when I was growing up, a single uh, in a single parent home, my mother told me I can do whatever I want. She says, "Pam, you can do whatever you want," and I believed her. And I want everybody out there to know you can do whatever you want. That's what I want the message to be. I like that message. I think it's re- I think it holds true. For all of us, you know, regardless of, of our station in life and how many parents we have and where we come from, we mm-hmm. each can do whatever we choose to do. I mean, that's really the greatest thing about living in this country anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, okay, tell me. Tell me a little bit about Pam. Tell me about Pam's story. Well, I grew up in Lancaster County um, in a small um, crossroad town and uh, had a lot of community and you had to behave because everybody knew which kid you were and who you belong to and they all know your parents so um, growing up in that kind of environment was safe but yet um, there were some expectations set so um, it was a great childhood even though I had a single parent mom made it you know pretty good that's great yeah I grew up in a single parent home uh, so it definitely is different than growing Mm -hmm. up in a a two-parent household where there's I think maybe a little bit more balance or something in there. I don't know. Is yeah. there? Is that, 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 rumor has oh, it. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. Exactly, oh. exactly. Okay, so you, you have this, um, this comfortable existence. And, and how, was school, how, were, how did you do in school? I was actually really, really bad. I was a poor student in the, quote, poor student uh, uh, category. Uh, I actually ended up quitting school in ninth grade quit high school, went back and um, got my GED before I was 18 and went on to get two college degrees and uh, graduated with a bachelor's degree of science from Kutztown University. Go Bears. (laughs) Twice. Go Bears twice. You got two two degrees. Um, How come you quit school in in the ninth grade? Well, you know, I, I thought I was just a troubled kid and I wasn't really sure it wasn't until much later in life when I actually discovered um, what my typical pattern was. So if you want to hear that story, uh, I was in a um, meeting with four colleagues. and So how old are you at this time when you were uh, in this meeting? I was about 32, 35, somewhere in there. So you were a grown woman? Later in life. Okay. Did you have the company at the time? We had the company. We've been in business almost 20 years, so oh, wow. I pretty much don't know any other way but to be a CEO of my own company. So um, we were in a meeting with um, 
about four peers and the gentleman after the meeting was over he looks at me and he says you know you're dyslexic right and I said what he says you're a dyslexic I went yeah okay sure and he says uh no you really are and I'm like well how do you know and he says because I'm one and he says you have the classic signs of being a dyslexic and I thought what is that so googled it and did a lot of research and I have a classic case of being a dyslexic my whole life and that explains a lot of the issues with schools typically when you are in school by the third grade you have your uh, reading comprehension and if you fall behind a typical dyslexic that's not been diagnosed or um, is being put into a training that they that we are capable of learning there's a different way we learn and it's a lot of repetition so if you're not put in that program by ninth grade you're so frustrated you quit and that's exactly what happened to you that's exactly what happened to me and you don't know though that so this whole time Mm -hmm. from from and mom doesn't know no one knows no one one diagnosed you i was just a lazy kid who couldn't keep you know didn't want to do it so the problem was dyslexics are extremely intelligent Oh, I know you are. <laughs> Thank you. But we don't learn in that, quote, traditional way. So we, out of frustration of being bored because we're putting special ed classes, which is totally the wrong thing to do, to put somebody who's very bright but doesn't learn the way you're being taught. So you need to teach them how they learn and speak how they hear. And uh, it, what really set me off was um, the Kaufman Institute did a, a study through the Small Business Development Center that estimated 35% of business owners are dyslexic. Wow. And why Beca- do you think, yeah, why do you think that is? Because we're the over, we see the overview. You know, don't give us details <laughs> to do a detailed task. That is not really where we go. We need a process, but we're also that free thinker. We're not the, we're the leaders, not really the managers. So the big picture. Yeah, and that's why, you know, there's a lot of famous people that are have come out and admitted they're dyslexic. And to me, it just explained a lot of things. It actually was a relief. I was going to say, is that like a load off your, che- uh, off your shoulders when somebody says, you know, this is what's going on? Exactly, and there's a name for it, and there's uh, a way to fix it. And I've worked really, really hard in reading and writing and comprehension. And um, there's a wide range of dyslexics from people who will never, ever be able to read a word. And they're out there. They just hide it really well. I call it the dyslexic uh, hustle because you've got these workarounds because there's certain words I cannot pronounce. Will never pronounce. So I've come up with other words to use instead of those words, and nobody really picks up on that. So. Um, and, and I just call it the, the, the workplace hustle because we do these workarounds and people don't know it. But when I found out and I really thought, this is what's going on. I thought I was the chosen one. (laughs) I was very proud. I have, you know, um, I thought this explains why some people just don't understand what I'm seeing. Part of it is I'm not communicating it well enough. So I had to work really well, really hard on communicating and writing is reputation, uh, repu- uh, 
repetition. Do you see that yeah, word yeah, slipped, yeah, in there? slipped in there? Yeah. Uh, repetition. Repetition, yeah. So um, everybody around me has said that my writing skills, my comprehensions are getting better because now I know what the issue is and I can focus on it. That's amazing. Now, so then how does the Internet, you know, play into that, that you would go into something that really takes all that focus? Well, I, I, it, I think that's why I've been drawn to the Internet because I'm never bored. It's always moving. I can figure it out. I, you know, I can write code because that's a process. So it fits exactly. I mean, I think we're all a little dyslexic <laughs> because we all really are like hooked to the internet and knowing what's going on and being a slightly codependent and you know, social media is has a me in the media, so it's a little narcissistic and a little bit, you know, um, everything in order, everything in its place type of mentality. So I think that's if 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 I wouldn't have started in the internet in 1996. I don't think I would be near as successful as going into a traditional. Could you see me writing insurance policies or financial plans? Nothing's wrong with that, but just not uh, in something that I can do. Yeah. And yet, you wrote a book. I wrote a book. Because. So now, yeah. so how does the dyslexic write a book? I wrote a book because I have really good editors. <laughs> And I was told I'm not really a writer, I'm an author. Okay. And I can live with that. So everything in that book is my idea. And I would say 95% of it is my writing fixed by an editor. Um, there were spots that were totally missing where we had to go back, and I was actually interviewed by the editor. And then she wrote the, the missing pieces. You mean the, the segues to, this, to go There was no a, segues. There was no segues. There's no segues in a dyslexic. It's doom, doom, doom. And those uh, segues is, is an area I'm really focusing on getting better at. Because I now realize they're not there. I couldn't figure out what was wrong with these people. They don't understand what I'm saying. Until I realized there's no segues. I, I, don't, I didn't have that bridge. So now that I'm aware of it, I can fix it. And I have been. So That's wonderful. The the second book is going really well as well. And is it going is the second book easier? Uh the second book is about reputation and business. In business, okay. So, um that'll be uh titled The Art of Running Red Lights, uh business guide for reputation success. So, um something along those lines. But it's going a lot better because I'm aware of my shortcomings and that that's a weakness that I have identified that I have to work on. Yeah. But actually though, when you take that and, and what I hear you've done is if you're taking this, uh, this purported weakness because it's really, and you've turned it into a strength because it has allowed you to, to, to be this highly focused woman mm -hmm. and to listen to what your mother was telling you and that you can do and be anything that you want to be mm -hmm. if you just focus on doing it. And that's exactly what you have done even though you may have um, some type of difficulty doing it. Right. And I, I've been told by women in business that um, I'm emotionally de detached and um, people that know me for years um, just know me as a very, you know, focused businesswoman. But emotionally detached took me back a little bit, but it's that I'm that focused because I have to be that focused or I will be chasing a dog down the street. So I have to be that focused uh, to get anything accomplished. 
but I've been able to do that. So emotionally detached, I think it's kind of funny that women judge each other that, you know, that harshly. And I think part of the reputation factor is also that you, you need to not be so judgmental at first glance. Your first impression may be totally wrong, but if you understand why the person's doing it, it would make more sense. So I think women need to lighten up a little bit and not be so judgmental on that first pass. And maybe it's something you don't quite grasp. Right. And um, that's Well, that's I've known you for really, I, I, not for a really long time, but for several years yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. this really long. I think I had brown hair when I first met you. You did have brown yes. hair when I first and, met you. And, uh, <laughs> and I did not know that you had dyslexia. Right. And only somebody who isn't a dyslexic would Wouldn't. name it a name that we can't pronounce Yeah, right. Properly. It's very difficult. Okay. <laughs> you know how many times I had to say that word that I could say it? Yeah. Hundreds of times. People think I cree. Luckily, there's no microphones in my car because <laughs> everybody would just think I'm insane, but I'm practicing to enunciate properly. Right. Uh, yeah, I need to do that as well. I think I'll do that. Um, so what I'm going to do, though, I'm going to wrap up now, but I want to thank you for coming. Sure. But I do really want people to really understand that we can be whatever we want to be, just like Mom says. Absolutely. And it doesn't matter if we have shortcomings or strengths. They all turn into strengths if you choose them. Absolutely. A strength can become your shortcoming, you know, can be a challenge as well. Mm-hmm. And just to turn everything into that strength. So I'm really honored that you would come and share this with me because I think there's a lot of other people out there who, who can focus just as you did and can be anything that they want to be. Absolutely. Thank you Absolutely. for coming. Thank, Thank you. you.